Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to Super Brain the podcast for everyone with a brain. My name is Sabina Brennan and you are very welcome to this week's Super Brain Booster. In this week's episode, I chatted to comedian, broadcaster and meditation teacher Dermot Whelan. I talked a lot, he talked a lot of sense and we both talked about autopilot a lot. We spent so much of our lives on autopilot, I thought that it might be interesting to use this episode to take a closer look at the habitual behaviour that allows us to operate on autopilot, as well as ways that we might change unhealthy and unhelpful habits. Your habits weren't always your habits. At some point in your life, you made a choice and through repetition, some of those choices went on to become unthinking, unhealthy habits. Habits that you've had so long, you can't even remember the original choice that you made. Of course, some of your choices have become unthinking, healthy habits. But as far as your brain is concerned, habits are just repeated patterns of behaviour and your brain doesn't distinguish between good or bad habits or it doesn't question whether habits achieve the intended goal of your original choice or not. Your brain just looks for patterns that can be automated in order to make the most efficient use of your neural resources. Understanding how your unhelpful habits were formed will help you to ignore, replace or change them. Now, I'm not pretending the breaking bad habits can be easy, but it is possible. So habits are the result of your brain's need to be efficient and economical with limited energy supplies. Once a habit is formed, your thinking brain is no longer involved in making a choice or decision about that behaviour because it has relinquished control to a pattern-loving, unthinking part of your brain called the basal ganglia. Once a habit emerges, changing or replacing it will take effort. Habits stick and they can re-emerge even if they haven't been used regularly in a while. Generally speaking, this makes sense because you don't want to have to relearn, for example, how to tie your shoelaces when you've spent the entire summer in sandals. To replace an old unhelpful habit, you'll initially have to work hard to fight your brain's tendency to automate. But once you put in the hard work repeating the new behaviour every day, deconstructing how habits work will help you to disrupt the old sequence and reconstruct a new habit. A lot of what we know about habits comes from the work of scientists in MIT who study habitual behaviour in rats. To do this, they, for example, place rats behind a screen in the aisle of a T-shaped maze that has a piece of chocolate um, in the left arm of the T-shaped maze. Now, at the sound of a loud click, 
which is a trigger, the screen is lifted and the rat spends time scratching and sniffing and exploring the maze and eventually they discover the chocolate, which is the reward. Now, as the rats move through the same route hundreds of times, they sniffed and explored less and less. The researchers noticed some changes in their brain activity as the rats' behaviour changed with repetition. The rats learned how to navigate the maze quickly and find the chocolate without making wrong turnings and their behaviour became automatic. In parallel, the activity in the rat's brain decreased. The brain activity associated with scratching and sniffing ceased and the brain activity associated with deciding to turn right or left also ceased. Eventually, even the brain activity associated with memory was dampened down. The rats whizzed down the centre aisle and immediately hung a left, going straight for the chocolate, their reward, once they heard the loud click, which was the trigger. Essentially, the rats had learned a chocolate-finding routine. As the rats performed the routine, the basal ganglia, a structure deep in the centre of the brain, remained active, recalling and acting on patterns, storing habits, while activity in the rest of the brain ceased or dampened down. Essentially, the rats' brains had chunked together a sequence of actions, converting them into an automated routine, and a habit was formed. In order to conserve energy and save effort, the human brain adopts the same approach, constantly looking for patterns and routines to turn into habits. This capacity has played a huge role in our evolution. Being able to carry out many tasks on autopilot frees up our brains for innovations and inventions such as harnessing fire for cooking, developing tools, going on to develop motor cars, the internet and so on. So going back to the rats in MIT, by using a bell instead of a click and by placing chocolate in the right arm instead of the left arm of the maze, the researchers can then entrain a different habit in the rats. Now, this habitual behaviour and automatic behaviour can be broken down into three components. First, there is the trigger, which in the case of the rats is the loud click or a bell. That tells the rat's brain to go into automatic mode and which habit to use, either to turn left or to turn right. Then there is the routine, run down the aisle, hang a left or run down the aisle and hang a right, depending on the trigger. And finally, there is a reward, chocolate, which tells your brain whether this particular sequence of events is worth remembering or repeating. Over time with repetition, this sequence, trigger routine reward, trigger routine reward, becomes more and more automatic. The trigger and the reward become entwined and a sense of anticipation emerges. Cravings develop and a habit is generated. Once embedded in your brain, habits never really disappear and they can be reactivated at any time. And indeed, they're more likely to be reactivated at times of stress. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the rats, the trigger was a sound. Your triggers, also known as cues, will take many forms. They can be something like, you know, something visual, like seeing a Mars bar, um, the smell of vinegar on chips, an ad on the radio or TV, the sound of ice clinking in a glass. Um, It can be the time of day, um, a place, a person, a group of people, an event, a mood, an emotion, or, or even just a thought. Routines can be really simple or quite convoluted. For the rats, it was to run up the aisle and hang a left or right. For humans, it can be, you know, something like reaching for bran flakes, opening the fridge, pouring milk and sprinkling sugar on them. Or they can be complex series of actions like those involved when you stick your key in the ignition and drive to work completely and utterly on autopilot. Chocolate was the reward for the rats and indeed it's a reward for many of us humans. But rewards can take several forms, including food, alcohol, praise, uh, purchases, physical sensations, emotional feelings, a rush of endorphins or, you know, just a sense of achievement. In order to make habits stick, you need to choose a simple trigger and a clearly defined reward. Your chances of success increase when your new routine is bookended between familiar things. So the secret is to use the same triggers and rewards, um, but change the routine. Now, I think what craving, which we're all very familiar with, powers the trigger-reward neural sequence. Once craving enters the equation, it becomes more difficult to break the habit sequence. This is because we associate the, the trigger with the reward to the extent that we can anticipate the reward. In a sense, we're almost drooling in anticipation, just like Pavlov's dogs who began to drool at the sound of a bell in anticipation of the food to come. If your mum, for example, always serves you a steaming hot bowl of homemade soup when you habitually visit her on Wednesday evenings, you'll start to anticipate the soup on the bus journey there. And you'll be quite disappointed if there's no soup when you arrive. You know, you might even let the lack of soup colour the tone of your entire visit with your mum. If the reward that we anticipate is not forthcoming, our desire is denied and we really feel frustrated, angry, deprived and disappointed. This is the reason that habits are so powerful. Our desire can become obsessive addiction-like craving that drives automatic behaviour even when we know the harm that it can do to our health lives and to our relationships. Cravings are powerful, but there are mechanisms that you can employ to overcome them. A first step is to identify the craving. Becoming aware of the craving will help you to take action and ignore the temptation. For longer term goals like losing weight, um, successful dieters will envisage a specific long term goal like fitting into a dress for a wedding. You can cultivate a craving. If, for example, you want to work on going to bed at a regular time every night, you pick the time, 11pm, that's your trigger. And you might decide to reinforce that trigger by setting an alarm on your phone. 
You've decided that your reward for going to bed at 11pm each night is to apply your favourite body lotion before getting into bed. You can cultivate a craving for the smell and feel of that body lotion by thinking about it and by reminding yourself of the reward that awaits you. By anticipating the reward, you can cultivate a craving to drive the habit loop of getting up off the sofa and going to bed at 11pm. To recap, you keep the same triggers and rewards, change the routine and cultivate a craving. When I learned about this first, I was thinking, hold on a second, how does that work if the reward is unhealthy? Charles Duhigg gives the best explanation I've come across in his book, The Power of Habit. I I totally recommend reading it if you'd like to know more about habits. He says that Alcoholics Anonymous succeeds because it uses the same cues and the same rewards to feed the cravings but changes the routine. So alcoholics, do Hicks explains, crave a drink, not necessarily because it makes them drunk or because they crave oblivion, but rather because they want to forget, escape, relax, blunt feelings, or, you know, maybe because they crave company. Alcoholics Anonymous forces alcoholics to change their routine by getting them to come to meetings when they crave a drink. At these meetings, they can relax in company, and talk through their feelings, which gives them relief and the payoff they were actually craving. So the take-home message is that habits and cravings are complicated. Don't assume the obvious. Do you snack at work because you're hungry? Or is it because you're bored? Do you binge on Netflix because you want to relax? Or is it because you want to dampen down feelings of anxiety or loneliness? People who believe that change is possible are more likely to attain the changes that they strive for. Believe that you can change. Believe that things will get better until they actually do. Changing habits isn't easy, but it is possible once you know how. And before long, with a bit of work, the new healthy habit will become as effortless and automatic as your old unhelpful ones. If you found this podcast helpful, Please share it with friends or let me know via email at info at superbrain.ie or let me know on social media, Superbrain or Sabina Brennan on Instagram or at Sabina underscore Brennan on Twitter. I really, really would love to hear from you. Um, It's pretty lonely here with COVID restrictions in my Superbrain shed. So please do get in touch. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to Superbrain on Acast, Apple or Spotify. Receiving the episodes directly into your inbox will help you to build a Superbrain podcast listening habit. My name is Sabina Brennan and you've been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.